Welcome to episode 10 of the Pursuing Endurance podcast. I'm first off really excited to be back with the podcast and thank you for all of you understanding that I took a little break and with that said, I'm really happy to be bringing this back and I'm going to get into that in a little bit in the intro. But today we are going to be talking about the concept of focusing on the basics first and also continuing to focus on the basics as we progress, whether it is with fitness, strength, endurance, nutrition, other life goals, right? And focusing on keeping that supportive foundation so that we can keep progressing. That is today's episode. Without further ado, let's jump in. Welcome to the Pursuing Endurance Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah LaCourse, a certified personal trainer and sports nutritionist with a degree in psychology who emphasizes the importance of focusing on the long game. Let's be real. Endurance doesn't just pertain to sports. It's anything we endure as humans. Here on the podcast, we will dive into topics ranging from sport, mainly of the mountain endurance variety, to entrepreneurship, to eating disorder recovery. Oftentimes, these pursuits will feel like climbing a mountain, even if it's a metaphorical one. I'm here to have conversations around embracing the process of enduring hard things and exploring the gray area that often comes with this. I'm stoked to have you here. Let's jump in. Hey, hi, hello, and welcome back to the Pursuing Endurance podcast. I am thrilled to have you here on this Tuesday or whatever day you are listening. And I'm equally thrilled to be back recording the podcast. I took a little bit of a hiatus, which I had mentioned on Instagram. If you follow me over there, just have some kind of personal stuff going on and I'm fine. I will be fine. Don't you worry. But I needed to just take a step back and figure out how to keep the podcast going because this is important to me and I'm honestly having a blast doing it, but in a way that is sustainable and also supportive for my mental health and my medical health. So a couple of changes, and I really hope the audio is actually better now than it was before. Typically, I used to record in my office. I live in a two-bedroom apartment, and one of the bedrooms is an office. And so I typically would record in there, but later in the evening, like 7 p.m. at the earliest. And that was because of the road noise. I live on a main road as well. So I found that evening recording, there's less of that. But evening recording just isn't really great for me and my own health and taking care of myself, which is something as a coach, I tell people to do. So hello, I should do it myself, right? Yeah. Anyways, so I'm currently sitting on my floor in my bedroom, which is at the back of the house, and per usual, all the shades are shut, and I'm really hoping that this comes out good. I have my wooden box that I use for step-ups and things of that nature with my laptop on it, and then I have this little lap desk thing. I don't know what to call it. That has my mic, and my microphone is on top of two textbooks, so that's the setup we're working with. And I have some coffee, and it's great, so really hoping 
this goes well. It feels a lot better to be recording in the afternoon than in the evening when I need to be settling down. And so that is one change. Another is that I'm ditching the outline. So previously, each Tuesday kind of had a particular topic. The first two Tuesdays of the month were related to strength training or sports nutrition for endurance athletes. The third Tuesday, eating disorder recovery. And the fourth, entrepreneurship. Ditching that. I need to be able to record episodes as they come to me as something comes up in my coaching business and I'm like, oh, I need to talk about that or just to have more room in my choosing of what to put out in space as I feel that it needs to be put out in space. That said, still going to be covering all of those topics on the podcast. They all matter. They're all huge parts of my life and I don't plan on cutting any of them. The structure will just be a little different and I'm here for that. I hope you are too. Besides those changes to the podcast, just a quick little update for all of you. If you are interested, I am going to be releasing a winter strength training program. It's going to be eight weeks with two workouts a week and then supplementary core stability balance movements and some explanation of how to integrate those as well. This is primarily designed for winter hikers or four-season hikers and trail runners. However, it would also be useful for anybody who does backcountry Nordic skiing or alpine touring as well. And this will be out middle of December. If you are interested, I'm leaving a link in the show notes to sign up for a pre-sale list, and I will be offering a special discount for anybody that is on that email list. So sign up if you're interested or if you want to learn more and I will be releasing that, like I said, middle of December. So I'm excited. I've never done a program. I only work with one-on-one clients historically. So changing it up and I'm ready to expand into program creation. Let's now transition into today's episode So today we are going to be talking about the concept of prioritizing the basics first and also continuing to prioritize them as we move forward and progress with whatever our goals are related to nutrition, strength training, endurance training, and anything else in life. Honestly, the basics matter so much and can often be overlooked as they're not really that glamorous. They're kind of boring, right? Who wants to prioritize sleeping, stress management, nutrition, basic movement patterns, basic fitness? I don't really like that word, but it's going to work for today's episode as you will hear in a little bit, right? We like to kind of get into things and then be like, ooh, but supplements and ooh, but fun strength movements and oh, but like trail running. It's exciting. Those things are exciting. The kind of day-to-day monotonous, taking care of ourselves, focusing on the basics, it's really just not that exciting. However, I will say that it makes you feel better and function better and be able to progress in a way that is sustainable. And that's why we need to focus on them. And I am going to be keeping this kind of broad because I'm covering a lot of different areas in which basics do matter. And the plan is to then deep dive future episodes on some of these concepts, if you will. I think doing a big picture overview altogether today might be helpful for some of you because it's going to allow you to really conceptualize this in your own life and see how things kind of are actually really cohesive with each other. 
and that what might not seem connected can actually be connected. So let's get into it. The first thing I would like to discuss is something that I see pretty often amongst my clients, friends, training partners, and even something that I personally still kind of struggle with a little bit because I'm a human. And this is that at a really basic level, our needs really are sleep, sound nutrition, hydration, and movement. And movement can be very simple. It doesn't mean our endurance training, our strength training, any of that, right? So sleep, nutrition, hydration, and movement. And of course, we have other needs as well, especially if you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, for instance. But I'm really speaking to the endurance athlete here And it's, like I said in the introduction, it's really easy to get caught up and chase all of the things and look at what seems fun and glamorous and not these really base level supportive things. And so I invite you to take a step back on your life and ask yourself, you know, how is my sleep? Am I sleeping enough? Am I waking up? What are my practices before I'm going to bed? Are those supportive of sleep? Are those supportive of restful sleep? And then looking at nutrition, and I'm going to kind of dive into nutrition separately in a couple of minutes, but how is our nutrition in general? And then movement. So like I said, movement doesn't need to be running, hiking, skiing, lifting, all of that. Movement can be going for a walk. It can be doing some yoga. It could be just like moving around our space in a way that feels good for our body or dancing or any of that or all of it. It doesn't need to be formal. It doesn't need to be quote unquote training. It's just movement. Like human bodies need movement. And I invite you to think about the ways in which you move your body that are just intentional and to feel good and to support yourself not to reach a particular goal or not for training because these two are important to separate so that we're thinking about just movement as movement to move as humans and support ourselves versus for athletic pursuits or any of that. And so that was really the first thing I wanted to talk about is just taking a step back and really asking ourselves, you know, how am I doing at a very base level as a human? Next, I am going to discuss a concept that I would like to term the fitness spectrum, if you will. What I mean by fitness spectrum is all of the components that go into our overall fitness. And by fitness, I just mean our physical ability to perform something or do a movement. And there are different components of fitness, right? And I think that some of them are more base level and then some of them build on each other. And in a future episode, I want to break this down into two different like hierarchies, one that is more strength based and one that is more endurance based. But for the purpose of keeping it simple today, I'm presenting it in a spectrum of the primary components and get into the interplay amongst them a little bit. I say primary components as there are subcategories amongst some of these. So for example, 
I'm going to cover strength. However, that could also be broken down into strength endurance. So the fitness spectrum that I would like to present to you today covers cardiorespiratory, strength, mobility, flexibility, power, and skill. And just to get into this a little bit, I think at a base level, mobility and flexibility are very much involved here as they do really facilitate the movement patterns that we are able to perform. And just to cover quickly in case anybody is curious the difference between flexibility and mobility, flexibility is going to consider passive range of motion, whereas mobility is active range of motion. So an example of this would be, say you were seeing a sports orthopedic doctor and they had you laying on your back on a table and they passively brought your knee up towards your chest. That is looking at flexibility, whereas if you were standing straight up and you lifted your knee up towards your chest, that is mobility as it is an active range of motion. And so anyways, flexibility and mobility Both are contributors of the fitness spectrum and have a huge component in our ability to move. Next, we have cardiorespiratory. This I also very much consider more at the base level. And again, future episode going to break this down even further. But our cardio, right? So cardiorespiratory really is considering the ability of the heart and the lungs to deliver oxygen to the working muscles during continuous activity. So if we're actually, you know, hiking, trail running, are we able to deliver oxygen to our muscles? And this is related to strength training as well. If we're working with a higher load and less reps, or we're working with a lower load and higher reps, this is going to interplay here in various capacities. And therefore, I would say that cardiorespiratory does precede strength in the sense that it can either help or hinder our ability to perform strength training based off of our cardiorespiratory fitness status. And of course, it is very related to cardiovascular activities such as like hiking, trail running, Nordic skiing, cycling, alpine touring, etc., etc., because we're literally needing to uptake and utilize oxygen. And so that is that component. And the next factor is strength, which at a very basic level definition, strength is just the body's ability to overcome resistance or load. Strength does not have to be strength training by any means. It is how much can our body handle and is it able to handle that? This can be, are we able to carry our winter hiking packs up the mountain without fatiguing out certain muscle groups and potentially contributing to an injury? Next up, we have power. And power is similar to strength. However, it is also considering the factor of time. Therefore, to say how fast we are able to overcome resistance or load. Think of Olympic lifting, if you have ever watched Olympic lifting, the snatch, the clean, that is a very powerful movement that is overcoming a resistance in a very quick amount of time. It is a very explosive type of situation. And so you can also think about it in the endurance capacity in sprinting or maximal output in a very quick amount of time, very explosive. That is power. 
And the next factor is skill. Skill is the ability to perform a movement very effectively and efficiently. And skill really belongs at the top of the pyramid if we were to put all of these in a pyramid. And like I said, future episode, breaking down cardiorespiratory and strength hierarchies. And skill is in both, in my opinion, and it is at the top in both, in my opinion, because we can't work on performing a movement effectively and efficiently if we haven't got the basics down first and really integrated into our system how to move in that movement pattern. And until we do that, we can't make it better in the sense of efficiency. And so with skill, that is the last factor on the fitness spectrum that I'm going over today. So just to quickly recap, we went over cardiorespiratory, strength, flexibility, mobility, power, and skill. And as I will say time and time again, I invite you to take a step back and ask yourself amongst all of these different factors, where are you at? What are you working on? What do you feel like your strengths are? What do you feel like your weaknesses are? Not out of any place of negativity, but as a place to be able to develop and grow as a stronger human and athlete so that we are really supporting ourselves and our goals and our bodies because that matters so much at the end of the day to not only be able to perform well, but also just to feel good. And a reminder that as we do develop into you know higher levels, say we are working on power or skill, it is very important to also still focus on maintaining those basics and working on flexibility, mobility, our cardiorespiratory system, our ability to perform strength training or just to carry load. We really only can keep progressing as long as we are also still addressing the basics and making sure that those needs are being met as well. And so with that, let's move on. I want to just cover basic movement patterns and ways to think of movement. So the movement patterns that I consider when, say, programming for a client or myself are hinging, squatting, pushing, pulling, and carrying. And why movement patterns really matter is thinking about the ways in which we move our body so that we are able to be strong in multiple motions and movement patterns, which is just going to increase our ability to remain injury-free and strong as a human body, not just, oh, I have strong legs or, oh, my upper body is really strong. Like, I want you to be strong overall and thinking about our movement in terms of the way in which we move and making sure that we are covering it all can be really helpful. And just a couple of examples. So thinking about hinging here, we want to think about hinging from our hips. And so a good example of this would be a deadlift. That is honestly my favorite hinging movement. And what you will find if you start to think about these concepts is oftentimes there is overlap between them. So for example, If you were doing a bent over row, you would have a hinge from the hips and the row is a pulling movement. So that's hinging and pulling. That's just an example. I'm not going to deep dive all of these, but I just wanted to cover that in case you were curious. So after hinging, we have squatting. That's very, you know, a squat. 
Next, we have pushing. This can be broken down into horizontal and vertical pushing. So horizontal would be a push-up or bench press. Vertical would be an overhead press. Next up, we have pulling, which also can be broken down into horizontal and vertical. Horizontal would be a bent over a row, and vertical could be a pull-up. Next, we have carrying. A good example of this is a farmer's carry. If you're unfamiliar with this movement, it is if you are just walking and you're carrying a load in each of your hands. So you have a kettlebell in each hand and you're just walking with it. That would be a carry. And of course, for all of my hikers and trail runners out there, carrying your backpack is also a carrying movement. And so I think looking at movement in terms of patterns is helpful, right? Because it allows us to make sure we are being strong throughout our entire body. And also within these categories, I would say to focus on really being comfortable with some of the basic level movements amongst each category before progressing them. So for example, being able to squat with good form and good mechanics before adding load to a squat is something that is very important to prevent injury and make sure that we are moving with good mechanics, which just helps us not get injured. And I will cover this more in a future episode on movement patterns, but I wanted to just go over this all quickly and present it to you so that I can get your noggin thinking potentially because I'm here for that. At the end of the day, my overall message would be build your base strength first, then progress. Because if we have a really strong base, we're going to be able to progress faster and more effectively and safely. With that said, let's move on. The last kind of basics that I would like to talk about is a very big category, but it is nutrition. And I am going to exclude hydration from this episode because... I don't have time to get into that as well. And it is its own special can of worms. So let's just talk about nutrition right now. So as I get into this, I do want you to picture a pyramid. And at the base of that pyramid, we have calories. Above calories, we have macronutrients, which are carbohydrates, proteins, and fats. Above macronutrients, we have micronutrients, which are vitamins and minerals. And above micronutrients, we have supplements. So this is the pyramid that I am going to be working with. Conceptualize it in your brain for me, please and thank you. When considering nutrition, the first factor that I look at is calories. Are you getting in enough food? And or is the amount of exercise that you are doing too much for how much you are eating? So we can be in caloric deficits, for example, by way of one, not consuming enough calories, or two, expending more calories than we are consuming. So it's kind of a spectrum here. And so overall calories is the base and then going into macronutrients. So carbohydrates, proteins, and fats, all three of these have particular functions in the body and are equally important. And it matters that we are getting a optimal amount of all three of them. Next up is micronutrients, so vitamins and minerals. Vitamins and minerals are in all of the foods we eat in different capacities, depending on the food, of course. So for example, bananas are a good source of potassium, which is a mineral, and eggs are a good source of vitamin D. 
And so we do get vitamins and minerals from the food that we eat, whether it naturally has it or it is added to it. And there are circumstances where an individual might not be getting the necessary vitamins and minerals for their body, be it they are following a certain style of eating, such as vegan or vegetarian. This is common to have kind of a lack of B vitamins and others. Or if there is a medical condition which is impacting the absorption of different vitamins and minerals. So with certain circumstances, somebody might need to supplement with certain vitamins and minerals to make sure that they are getting what their body needs. But in the grand scheme of things, typically supplementation isn't necessary. So it really is on an individual basis based on that individual circumstances. And so then just to quickly touch on supplementation outside of when we might be lacking vitamins or minerals, for example, let's talk about sports supplementation just really quickly. I am going to do an entire episode on supplementation in the future because it is a very big topic that is kind of confusing and I would like to address it more in depth. However, there are certain supplements that are commonly used in the athletic population, such as protein powder, for example, and these do have a time and place. I will say that. I think they are really great situationally. For example, if you just finished a workout and you really just can't stomach anything, like taking protein powder probably is a really good option for you. However, it really does just depend on you and your body and your circumstances. And also, the first thing that I would always suggest is make sure your overall nutrition is solid. So calories, macronutrients, and then we can consider possibly sports supplementation depending on your training volume and load and environment and all of those circumstances. So supplements is a big thing and it really is individual. And so that is all I am going to say about nutrition for now. If you do want to check out episode number three, I went over the sports nutrition guidelines for athletes and I will link that in the show notes below. But at the end of the day, when it comes to nutrition, I would just say, again, like all of this, right, let's take a step back and broadly look at how we are fueling and feeding our bodies and ask ourselves if we feel like we are getting in an appropriate amount of food, one, to support our overall health, and two, to support our health plus the addition of the activity that we are doing, because those are kind of two separate things, and I think that's something that can be forgotten, so I invite you to consider that. And with that, that is all I have for today's episode, yeah, it's really nice to be back doing this. I hope you found this information beneficial. Always feel free to reach out and tell me your thoughts about the podcast or leave it a written review or a five-star review in Apple Podcasts if you find this helpful. And then just to mention again quickly, like I said in the introduction, the Winter Strength Program that I am developing will be launching in the middle of December. There is a page on my website with information about it and also a email sign-up form that I will then be sending out a little discount to anybody on that list. So sign up for that. The link is also in the show notes. And 
You can also sign up for my other email newsletters. I have a general newsletter and then a Monday mindset, which I mega recommend because I email you every Monday with a thought or a prompt or some encouragement to just get your week started off on a good foot. So sign up for that and join me if you would like. And I think that's all I have. So I look forward to having a conversation with you all again next Tuesday. And I hope you have a great week. Okay, bye.